gonna ruin the recording. Is that fine? You can cut it out. No, I'm not right? gonna cut it out. No, you're not gonna cut it out. Okay, I just like I talk a lot, so I wanted to ask you, but I forgot to ask you before if that's okay, but because I, I talk a lot, and then I was like talking a lot, and whatever. Just hey, everyone. The PRSA is excited to present to you this podcast. Um, we like to thank everyone that was on it. And if you haven't checked out the introduction, it's on our Instagram. So make sure to watch that first. And yeah, I think we talk about a lot of different, very interesting topics like how PRSA was founded, um, the use of Spanish on campus, and even some funny things about PRSA. So yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Hi, my name is Laura. My name is Laura Bo. Uh, I'm from San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh, I went to Hopkins. I'm class of 2018. I and I'm I'm currently studying medicine in in Puerto Rico. Um, hi, my name is Samaris Clausen. I'm a right now I'm a sophomore at Hopkins. Um, I'm a biomedical engineering major, and I am half Puerto Rican, half Dominican. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Okay, so let's just get right on it. So Laura, you, I would say you're kind of like the matriarch of PRSA. Like you're, you really were the person who started it. So can you just speak a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so I, so it, it was my senior year. It was 2017. Um, and honestly, since before then, the idea had had bounced around in my head uh, about like making a, like a, a PR a Puerto Rican Student Association club. I don't remember if that was like the exact name that I had thought about, but um, uh, I had thought about it. I just really hadn't hadn't done any anything. Um, and then Hurricane Maria hit in uh, fall of twenty seventeen, and I remember that it was. It was a huge shock for everybody. I think uh, we, none of us had ever really lived something like that. And I guess technically it's very different like because we weren't on the island. So it's, we haven't experienced it the way that the people who were on the island did. But I think being over at Hopkins, far away from our family members and our friends who were going through it, it was a big, a big shock. And then I think right then more than ever a, a Puerto Rican student association club or a club or something was needed um in order to feel like connected with one another and feel connected to back home and then on top of that I think that that year uh, I think Lucas you were a freshman that year right yeah um that year there were a lot of a lot of Puerto Ricans for Hopkins I always say this I always say that for Hopkins uh, there were a lot of Puerto Ricans because I know there's other schools in, in the East Coast where there's there's more Puerto Ricans, but in Baltimore, you don't really see a lot of them. And then that year, I remember your, your freshman class, right? You were a freshman, right? Yeah. yeah. I was so a that year, I remember there, there I think you, were, you guys were like seven or something. You can correct me if you know, but it was like a big amount because I, I remember my year, we were only four or five. Um, and my sister, my sister's a, she just graduated, so she was a, sophomore back then and in her class I think there was also like not that many and then your your class came in and I remember meeting some of you guys I remember knowing some of you guys already who'd gone to my high school and so I just felt like okay you know we have this situation back home that's happening that is 
is really pertinent and really serious and it's, it's making us feel a lot of things and then on top of that we have all these we have these we have people here puerto ricans who like i'm excited to meet i and i on top of that are are we're very enthusiastic about it already as it was they were they wanted to find like uh another community um because i, I know that everybody kind of when you um when you get to school when you go to college you you find like your own little like area like where you where you fit in and I just felt like there was a lot of enthusiasm and I remember talking to to Vero uh Veronica Montane and I don't remember specifically how it was that we got in touch with one another I think we knew we 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 we, we knew a little bit about each other uh from before and we had met each other maybe previously and then we started messaging each other um I was saying like on one hand listen like um i have like friends in my sorority who are very enthusiastic and like wanting to help out and she was like yeah i have like my friends from my track team who are really want to help out and do something about it and i was like yeah like you know what i think it would be really cool to do something and so we before we even became a club we we had a, a really big bake sale that was really successful and um it ended up uh everybody wanted to help everybody helped out it was crazy like i know so many people people who weren't even my friends who who made baked goods who donated things who donated money and through that we sort of like became like a, a little community and like from there it just made sense to not that we became because i think we already were a community but because we like knew each other and i feel like hispanics tend to look for one another at least like that's what i would always would do um throughout all my four years at hopkins But it, be it became like we stood out. And then from there, it just like made sense to like form formally officiate the club. Um, yeah, I remember that big sale. And I think a big part of it was kind of realizing how many Puerto Ricans there are. Because obviously we knew a couple that went to high school with us, right? Mm -hmm. But I remember, for example, I remember meeting Elmer, which mm -hmm. um, summarized, so he's like this grad student. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that would go to um some of our meetings. Uh, and Elmer, if you listen to this, hello. Um, See, yeah, I remember meeting him, and I, I, I don't remember. I don't know if that was his first year at Hopkins or if he had been there for a couple years. But I remember meeting him at the bake sale, and I don't know. I think I don't even know how he found. I think we announced it on Facebook or something, and so that's how we found out about it. We were we also we also were in the um, in the breezeway, right? And so it's like yeah. a very obvious like everybody like goes through the breezeway. Um, but yeah, it was super exciting. Uh, honestly, like, it, yeah, just, it was really cool. It was really cool. So I think that Breezeway event is very similar to how Samaris got into the club. And <laughs> Do you want me to I'll talk Samaris, about that? Samaris can talk about it. Was it the earthquake that happened? I think, weren't we taking pictures of... Oh, oh no, that wasn't in front of the breezeway. That was in front of Gilman. So yeah. you guys oh, were taking pictures, pictures with the Paquetulo Sepa shirts. And I was I was walking by and I was like, hold on. I know exactly what that is. This is this is a club for Boricuas. Wow, like this is finally a chance for me to get in touch with half of my identity. Because um, like my dad, he was very Americanized. So he didn't really pass on a lot of the culture to me. And I, I saw another group of people who were like, wow, they probably know a lot more about this than I do. This is a chance for me to reconnect with my roots. So I'm usually a shy person, but I went up to you all and I was like, hello, what is this? Can I join? And um, I ended up joining 
I don't know if I was the best member at coming to events, but I do remember a specific event that we did have on the breezeway, which was another um, fundraiser, the Krispy Kreme fundraiser. That was for the earthquake, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, honestly, I think that that was a lot of fun and a nice way for me to connect with people. Because like I said before, I'm kind of shy, even if I have talked to people before. And um, I don't know, it was a really good way for me to break out of my comfort zone and kind of like, um, I don't know, boss people into into buying some donuts, guilt trip them a little bit, and it worked pretty well. So I liked that. That's super cool. So then your your dad is Puerto Rican and your mom is Dominican. I don't remember yeah. if you said that at the beginning or if you just no, said that. No, I just said that I'm half Puerto Rican. Half. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's super cool. Yeah, I remember seeing pictures of the photo shoot of with the shirts. I remember seeing them on, on Instagram. So you were a so- you were a freshman. Yeah, I was a freshman. Or you were. Now you're gonna be a sophomore. Yeah, I'm a sophomore now. But I mean, I didn't even oh, know because yeah. I missed the the student involvement fair. I had class. Uh, now I know to definitely skip class and go to the fair because <laughs> you miss out on a lot. Any any incoming freshman, make sure to skip class, go to the fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think um, Laura, I think. One of the big things that I didn't know would happen by making the club official is that these things happen because like, I think at the beginning, our club was only people that went to high school in Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, no, it was mainly Puerto Ricans. We, I don't, I think may I think it was mainly Puerto Ricans. Um, I, I don't think, I don't remember. Maybe there were some people who weren't, like uh, people who, who not when I when I say Puerto Rican sorry what I meant is more like people who from the who island we knew from from uh uh-huh, from the island who had, mm-hmm. who had lived on the island and who came here, um because now I know um that like there's more people who like are Puerto Rican and who were raised in the states or like who are part Puerto Rican or people who aren't even Puerto Rican and are just interested because they like the culture or they have friends who are Puerto Rican and they were like I really like the culture, and yeah yes you're right like at the beginning it was. It was way different. I I wish that I, because uh, I was a senior and then I graduated, and so I actually worked in in I stayed working for a year, and I so I lived in Baltimore, and so I was still around, and I was on as a I, I lived near campus, so I was still around kind of. So I did see um, like part of like the evolution of the club, and then and then that was that was when Lucas, you were you were a sophomore, I think, and so I did see new members join, and and I think I met some of them weren't necessarily like people who we went to high school with um and then now I can't you know now now I moved so I'm not there at all but now I I imagine and through the Instagram and how I see the, the the followers and all that and I see how many followers are and stuff like that and so I I know that it's like evolved and like grown into this yeah like what you were saying Lucas that it it it's different from how it started that it was mainly Puertoricans from the island so you all saw the video like the intro or whatever video, uh-huh. <laughs> which was basically interviewing five current members. Um, and like, it's just like how, basically how the club affected them. So I think I want to get some reactions to um, just like what what you think about that. Like, I don't know, let's start with Samaris because you are in the club right now. And I think you have a very interesting position because you, I mean, like you're you're we're a freshman when you came in you're a sophomore now so 
Yeah, what do you think? Do you, like, agree with the people, disagree? <laughs> I mean, I pretty much agree. Um, I think that one thing with me, I mean, I feel like this is just a me problem. I'm kind of scared of speaking Spanish because it's not the best. So I do feel like when I'm in a room with people who are only speaking Spanish, it's either, ooh, I'm either going to sound really bad or this is finally a chance for me to practice. So I feel like... I don't remember who said it, but someone said that they feel a lot more comfortable when people are speaking Spanish. I would say that I like halfway agree, halfway disagree with that. But with everything else, I feel like I fully agree. Like it definitely is a place where I can feel comfortable because I'm around people who are like me. And growing up, I didn't have any of that around me. The only other Puerto Rican people I knew were people in my family. Yeah, I, oh, I was gonna say something. Um... Oh, I, I know. I was going to say that I remember because I, I grew up speaking both English and Spanish and I I always knew that I wanted to go to to study in, in the States for a change, for the experience. So I felt very comfortable um, speaking English and 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 being over there. I, 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 I adjusted pretty well. Um, I know that like it's, it's a very different experience for everybody. Um, but I also found myself like craving the speaking Spanish all the time or not even all the time, but just I really like and I think it a, a lot of Puerto Ricans, it, it really varies, especially I've noticed now living on the island and going to school with uh, with people here after living over there in four years. It varies like, uh, but I know that like the a very typical thing is the Spanglish. Um, and that's like very typical like Puerto Rican. And so I really missed like doing that back and forth. And so I remember like whenever I would meet uh somebody who spoke spanish somebody who was like half argentinian or like I, one of my best friends is argentinian and i have a um another really good friend who's venezuelan and i remember meeting them and just immediately like speaking spanish and like at the beginning they were like oh like you, oh like normally like we speak spanish with our parents and i was like oh no but like you smell spanish and then so yeah i remember like like craving that so i i can imagine that uh prsa like creates that environment for for everybody but at the same time, I think it's important to to include everybody and like make it a safe space for everybody. So if, like somebody prefers English to Spanish, then make that okay too. But even like I feel like if you um like you said like you you can like practice and like let loose and gain. For you um, because like both of your parents are Hispanic and yeah, you're Hispanic. I don't know. I um, learned Spanish they, first, but I just forgot it. And do your parents? Would they speak Spanish uh, at home or not really? Yeah, they do. It's a, I feel like it's a lot of Spanglish. It's just like I started school and then I spoke only English and then I came back home and my parents let me speak English. So all the Spanish just, <laughs> I mean, I understand it. It's just talking is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. No, I, I think I, I get it. at Hopkins, there's a weird thing where people don't, speak Spanish except in very specific spaces um and like I think I say it in relationship to other languages because I definitely hear other languages that are not English on campus um but it's weird that Spanish isn't one of them and I think I mean I don't know Samaris maybe um it's not true what I'm about to say but I feel that it's to a point where you know people only speak Spanish to each other if they 
have a perfect mastery of the language. No, I definitely agree. It's like, I feel like there's an expectation if you're, if you're Latino or Latina or Latinx to be able to speak Spanish and to be able to speak it perfectly. And if you're someone like me who maybe isn't comfortable speaking it perfectly because you're afraid that you might mess up, it's like a, oh no, what if I'm going to be rejected by the community? I feel like if you grew up speaking perfect Spanish, it's because you were around other people who could also speak perfect Spanish. But like someone like me, I didn't grow up like that. And I'm guessing that any other person who has the same issue as me probably didn't grow up with a lot of other like um, Spanish speakers around them. Yeah, yeah maybe no, it's a bit of, like... oh, sorry, you go louder. Oh, no, I was just going to say that I, I, I get what you're saying, what you guys are saying about how, like, you can, one can feel like there's, like, this pressure of, like, you need to, like, if you don't speak it that well, then, like, maybe, like, think that maybe you shouldn't speak it or something like that, um, or being shy about it. Honestly, um, it, I go to school here, but my high school was all in English, then I went to school in, in the States and, and I went to school in Baltimore and I, I speak a lot of English all the time. And going to school here, most of my classmates, most of my most of my med school classmates, they went to they went to college in Puerto Rico. And everybody speaks English because you need to you it's very I think like in Puerto Rico it's uh both languages are very common. And to get into med school you needed to speak both languages. So everybody speaks English. But everybody I guess everybody's very general, but most people like tend to speak more Spanish and not that much Spanglish like I do, or like just not that many. And I have I have two two really good friends who who are very similar, and we 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 speak like English and Spanish all the time. But then, um, not everybody. So I so even now here, even though like I am from here, I see the, like the contrast um, sometimes. And I remember at the beginning of med school, so this is my second year, so last year, when I was starting. Um, I remember we had we had to do uh, sometimes for 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 class we had to do presentations like clinical presentations and stuff like that and and yeah then sometimes I, I would get nervous especially because like now like just saying saying some words sometimes like the English word comes comes to mind first or the same thing happens in English sometimes the Spanish words comes first and then on top of that add like complicated medical vocabulary it it's yeah it's definitely like tough yeah and then so it's it's similar to like i guess what you were saying of like thinking like oh you need to have like really good spanish and stuff like that uh because like everybody here uh, always like studied in spanish so i guess that remind what you were you guys were saying reminded me of that i think so for the people listening to us i went to the same high school as laura so also in English, right? <laughs> but when I came to Hopkins, I thought I thought I like I thought I didn't have an accent, which is like whatever, <laughs> right? And I was like, I went like two years into Hopkins, thinking, nah, I don't have a like, I just, like they can't even tell where I'm from, right? And then I met with this guy who now is my advisor actually, and <laughs> and he's Mexican, uh, or yeah, I guess he's Mexican American, and then he's like. You're not from around. Where Where are you from? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you can't. Like, he's like, oh, dude. It's like obviously. I've, I've <laughs> that was like just a huge like one of my one of the things like coming to Hopkins. I was like, oh wow, like I I didn't know I didn't know that. 
I didn't know I had an accent, which is, I guess, it's you know, pretty obvious, but... No, I, yeah, um, I, it's not pretty obvious, but I, I get what you're saying. It's, there's, yeah, it's, like, different so, when you go... Well, so, trying someone, to grow... Oh, go somewhere else, I'm sorry. As someone born and raised in the States, I can definitely tell you that both of you guys have accents. <laughs> it's okay, though, not yeah, a bad no, thing. I, I, yeah, I think it's, like, it's it's also, it's really weird because I feel like sometimes it, my accent is more obvious. Maybe because I've been living in Puerto Rico, I have more, I have, like, a, a bigger accent, too. Also, depending on who I'm speaking to, also, like, how fast I talk, it, yeah, but I, I, I do, I, I have one. I, it's funny because I remember talking uh, last year, talking to my friends from med school when we, cause now classes are online, but last year everything was in person. And so I remember talking and I think we had, I think we had a, a, a clinical skills exam. So we had to like practice like the uh, patient, doctor patient interaction and then and do the, the patient interview and all that. And I, I, w- one of my friends telling me that, oh, it's, I think they said, "Oh yeah, it's very obvious that you speak a lot of English because all of your all of your pauses are in English." Like, but then, but then I was like, "Oh, that's so funny because oh." And so, what I mean by pauses is, you know, when you when you stop and you say, "Um," I guess in in like in English you say "um," and in Spanish you say "eh." I think that's what I say. I don't know, or what I don't. You guys also must use. I don't know if that making sense, but. Um, let me know if I'm not. And so, and I was like, that's so funny because in the, in, when I was at Hopkins, my friends would say, oh, your, your pauses are, are in Spanish. Like you say like, eh, this and like, eh, that. And I, yeah. And I, and I just like had always thought like, oh yeah, it's very obvious when I'm speaking English that I speak Spanish because I'm always like, eh, esto. Or sometimes I add like a Spanish interjections, but then in English, when I'm speaking Spanish, sometimes I add like English interjections. So it's, so I, I thought that I could like, blend in but i can't blend in you can never escape the spanglish no i cannot so now trying to ground ourselves in prsa and also maybe wrapping up i was thinking that we could kind of bring in some funny anecdotes around prsa um so i think i'm gonna I want to say one that I know that it didn't happen to me, but I know it's what happened. And it's that the original PRSA Laura tried to make, right? With, um, like, didn't you all, like, fit? Like, it did not work with, um, what's his name? Uh, ah, with JJ? Yeah, so do you want to just give a short, what happened there? I don't, like, I. Oh my god! How do you remember this? I just remembered. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, this is what I just remembered. You just like you just like jogged my memory. But so, like I said, we had talked about it before, and we had been interested in. And one of my best friends, um, his name is JJ. He's from he's from Puerto Rico, but we met we met at Hopkins, and we had always talked about it. And so sophomore year, he's like, "Let's do it. We're gonna do it." Like, so to start a club, you need to. I think you need to. Um, I say I think because I, I'm trying to remember because I have done it before so I should know it's, it's just deep deep in my head uh, but you need to you need to fill out a form and you need to like send it into like like JHU student affairs I think it's what it's called they used to be in in Mason but now or not Mason but like that the that place that is now like a student center right it's Mason 
Uh, yeah. Um, what? Yeah. Uh, where the DMC center, is. Right? Where the DMC is. Oh, oh, Matin. Matin. Oh, Matin. Mason is the other one. <laughs> Matin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you had to fill out a form. You had to email them, and then they would like give you a, give you a meeting, and you kind of had to like state your your statement of purpose and present it to you and show like how many people were interested and stuff like that. So they gave us a meeting, and so um, JJ basically just tells me like, oh. Um, this is like a, um, he tells me, oh, I filled it out and they gave me a meeting and we have the meeting tomorrow at 9am. And I was like, what? This is Halloween. It's like a Saturday and we're, we're like going out for Halloween. And that's like midnight when he tells me this and he's like, yeah, yeah, it's at nine. We have the meeting. And I said that you were coming with me because I said I was going to be the president and you're going to be the vice president. And I was like, ah, okay. Like, like, yeah, like I'm down. And, you know, you have the meeting, so we have to go. And, well, obviously we didn't go because we went out and we stayed up until late. And then, <laughs> and then I, and then, um, daylight savings always happens at around Halloween. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I always noticed because I, it always happens that I, well, it's, it's the weekend, you guys. So you can do whatever you want in the weekend. So yeah, it always happens that I'm, I'm out or I'm doing something and normally it's not studying and <laughs> i remember just the, the clock always just something happens and you have like like i think sorry i don't mean to act like i don't know how daylight saving works but um the clock like goes back or whatever the point is that daylight savings happen and we didn't wake up and and we just like missed the meeting and i wake up like at like later and i'm like we didn't go to the meeting it's like oh we didn't go and then i think they emailed us but we never responded and it just it just died it like not died but it just uh it didn't happen. Oops. I don't know if that was the story you were referring to, Lucas. I didn't. I didn't remember very well, but I remember that, and that happened. Um, so that was yeah. like an attempt. I remember that that definitely came up um, when we were starting the club. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. it's the second time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, it's very true. Um, so yeah, it wasn't meant to be. We were waiting for you guys. Amazing. Yeah. So, Maya, do you have anything funny? Um, or interesting, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I have a, a fun... I don't know if it's really funny, but I stole someone's Tupperware at that Christmas party. It's it's still in my... Was it your Tupperware? Uh, probably probably EBS. And so <laughs> therefore allowed us. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we do share a lot of things, so yeah. So I had a, a prior engagement after the Christmas party, so... um. I was waiting for the food, but you know, you always have to wait a long time for the food. And it was getting closer and closer for the time for me to leave. And I was like, oh no, (laughs) I have to go. So I got some really good food in the Tupperware and I just never gave it back. It's in my house now. If you want it, I can mail it to you. I think that, I don't even know if it's mine, but I think it's it's yours now out of just like- It's a gift. Out of, yeah, it's a Christmas gift. Um, Was this like a- like a like a like an event that you guys had, mm-hmm. and it, it um, was it was in the Carlton in the uh, Carlton right. So nice. Oh really? Yeah, so I was gonna ask that. Yeah, that was, was like gonna... across the street. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that right now because you you talked about like Christmas and cooking and, uh, I just re- like it immediately comes to mind like the numerous times, where Lucas cooked either at my apartment. Or honestly, like my apartment, you cooked a bunch of times there and I appreciated it every single time. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, I remember that and it was, it was very nice. It was. I remember sophomore for, year. Oh, 
sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say it was sometimes for for PRSA. I think it was like once or twice for PRSA official stuff, and then just other times just non PRSA official stuff. But oh, every single time a good time. Uh-huh, I remember saying? the <laughs> talking about cooking and like for PRSA. One time, uh, so we were cooking the pernil and. Mm-hmm. We started cooking in the McCoy kitchen, and then the McCoy kitchen broke, like the <laughs> oven broke. So me and Guillermo had to do like a mid mid cook transfer. We walked the thing like this, like twenty pound piece of the meat end. to to common to the commons kitchen, <laughs> and it worked out in the end. But yeah, that that's what oh that, re- that reminds me of. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure now that you guys have like an actual house, you must have been very excited to to be able to use it and not have to worry about McCoy or Commons working down on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think it's time to stop the podcast because we don't want it to be too lengthy. But um I know I wanna say thanks to both of you because both of you have very busy schedules um and like thanks for taking like 50 minutes to talk about random things about prsa um and yeah hopefully we'll have you all in um some future episodes amazing thank you thank you yeah thank you so much this was fun right. thank you so much lucas bye it was good meeting you so bye nice. bye nice meeting you bye. too bye.